integrative medicine, functional medicine, holistic medicine. Have you heard of these terms or phrases about how to approach medical care? Is it confusing? Well, it is to a lot of people, and we're going to try to clear the air today. Welcome to the GW Medical Faculty Associates podcast. I'm Dr. Mike Smith, and today's topic, the facts about integrative holistic and functional medicine. My guest is Dr. Mikhail Kogan. Dr. Kogan is medical director at the George Washington Center for Integrative Medicine and assistant professor of medicine at the George Washington University School of Medicine and Health Sciences. Dr. Kogan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. So I think I, I, I think it's fair to say that the average person in, in the United States, and I, I know my listeners, are familiar with these terms. Like they've heard integrative medicine. They've heard the term holistic medicine, or even functional medicine. But I'm not so sure if everybody truly understands how they are similar, but yet how they are distinct in the way they approach patient patient care. So I think this is an exciting topic. And so why don't we just kind of start overall when you look at these three forms of practice, what's what's the overall goal or philosophy uh, about these approaches to patient care? Yeah, so uh, thanks, Mike. It's a, it's a great question. And um, I, let me back up for a second, because I think actually what, what most of the uh, people in the United States are familiar with is the older terms of what's called CAM, or Complementary and Alternative Medicine. And we don't really use those terms much anymore. They pulling out of favor, so they really got substituted for what we call an integrative medicine. And integrative medicine, I'll describe a little bit first, um, because that's sort of what I do. That's what I practice. And integrative medicine is basically based in principles of Western approach, where you diagnose condition and the difference and treat it. And, and the difference is that instead of trying to say, look, I'm going to have a uh, an immediate um, treatment for a given condition. I'm going to try to understand a little bit more about the person's body, about how they function, about their environment. And I will try to figure out, is there a causality that's based in their lifestyle? For example, you know, maybe their diet is very off and they're consuming too much sugar or too much salt that's causing increase in blood pressure. So it's really a root cause that we're trying to identify and then address it first with the lifestyle approaches. And then you, we start adding first uh, less interventional modalities, so maybe massage or acupuncture, before we start engaging in utilization of medications or surgery. And so you have this, the toolbox is then includes a variety of different, what used to be called complementary modalities, things like acupuncture and, and massage and, you know, maybe some even energy healing, which is, which is a lot harder for Western um, system to, to appreciate and things like Reiki uh, or healing touch, you know, and yet what I think a lot of the field is trying to do is to really address the kind of, uh, I would say, a, a, an epidemic of nervous system dysregulation, an epidemic of trauma, an epidemic of very, um, you know, poor lifestyle. And I think that, unfortunately, in the traditional medical field, we go too quickly to the medical tools, and they're really not appropriate for most of the chronic conditions that are stemming from poor lifestyle choices and uh, toxic environment. And by toxic environment, I don't just mean um, literally toxins. I also mean stressors and traumas and, you know, 
societal settings where people are constantly struggling. And so, you know, I think, I hope that maybe 100 years from today, instead of calling this an integrative medicine, we'll just call it a medicine because we will find out (laughs) what things should we be using first instead of putting on, you know, the drugs and and surgeries. And, And in that sense, I really can't quite separate what is integrative medicine, what is just good medicine, you know, that's the kind of out there. The next is, uh, let's talk about functional medicine. Um, it's a, That's a, an interesting um, system in itself. A lot of people, I think, confuse and they think that integrative and functional medicine are the same thing. Not quite. I, I think the functional medicine difference is very similar to Western, uh, to allopathic model in the way the diagnosis is approached. So you finding out the diagnosis, but then your treatment in functional medicine would be much more biochemical. So you would first apply maybe a supplement or a very specific diet to modify whatever the issue is. Let me give you an example. So let's take some um, mild inflammatory conditions. So maybe, well, not necessarily mild, just inflammatory conditions. So maybe uh, inflammatory bowel disease. And inflammatory bowel diseases this could be quite severe and usually quickly treated with medications. In functional medicine, if it's not dire circumstances, we may try to, you know, apply a method that would be trying to address possible root cause again, but much more specifically utilizing a diet or supplement. So we may give high-dose probiotics. We could try taking gluten out of the diet. And, you know, and you could arguably say there's not a lot of evidence for those things, and that's a whole separate conversation. But that's a kind of a core principle in functional medicine is that we try to address the underlying driver of the condition by mm-hmm. maybe giving more nutrients, maybe taking away allergens. But the model here, you know, we don't necessarily would use methods that are um, based in uh, maybe energy principles or um, modalities such as acupuncture. So I, mm-hmm. I know it's kind of a vague answer, but frankly, um, I think that's actually the best I can do. And also that right, right. functional <laughs> medicine has been popularized by a a pretty specific educational entity, what's called an Institute of Functional Medicine. And so there is a little bit of, ISM has this proprietary uh, teaching, and I think a lot of the terminology came out of what they teach in their program. So I don't think I practice a lot of functional medicine. I really call what I do and what our center does in integrative medicine. And then holistic is a kind of, you know, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say before we go on to to the, the holistic definition, you said something interesting uh-huh. there um, in your description of functional medicine uh, that there may not be a lot of evidence uh, for the use, and that is a topic for another time. And I agree with that, but I just wanted to clarify something. You know, using your inflammatory bowel story or example, um, I, I want my audience to know though there are maybe maybe there's not conclusive evidence and not enough clinical evidence, but there. In that one example, using high dose probiotics, there there is some evidence in the literature that that this could have some efficacy. So so it's not like you're trying something that right. doesn't have something in this in in the research that supports that. That's correct. Oh, absolutely. And you know, and that's a. I think it's also not just that, but it's also how do we use the evidence that we have. You know, we um in 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 the standard allopathic medicine, I think a lot of evidence gets put out by this large studies for which really there's not enough money in the system to study, say, a probiotic or a supplement the same way when you're, when it's not supported by a drug company. 
that right, is interested right. in patenting something. So we're looking at the very different comparison level of research, and you're absolutely correct. I mean, I think functional medicine practices quite evidence medicine. It's just, are you comfortable with the level of evidence? And, you know, you can take three different clinicians and get three totally different answers, no matter what field in medicine they are, looking at the same study. So it's not, you know, there's and there's also no guideline, for example, which, by the way, we at GW are trying to address. We're trying to create a set of guidelines for practice of uh, integrative medicine, because there's a lot of... Um, a lot of need to try to say, look, well, let's look at this study and can we have some agreement on what is the meaning of this result is? And it's not so mm-hmm. simple. It's actually a daunting right. task, not just in integrative medicine, I would say, in any field. Yeah, that's fascinating. So let's let's go to then the the holistic definition and how that distinguishes itself from functional and integrative. Right. Well, you put me on the spot. That's a hard one to answer. You know, that's kind of a, <laughs> a big basket out there, you know. And, and frankly, what concerns me a little bit here is that anybody, any practitioner out there, you know, who does something non-traditional because, oh, I'm practicing holistic medicine. Uh, you know, unfortunately, yeah. it's really hard to sort of define this. Um, are you going to call a lifestyle method that advocates for plant-based diet holistic? Are you going to call Reiki holistic? You know, are you going to call anything that, you know, sort of looks at the person as a whole yeah. holistic? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And if, if, if you're a very good primary care doctor and you're seeing your patient every visit, not just the disease in the room, you're a holistic provider, right? So where is right, that right, kind yeah. of, you know, so I think the definition is simple. It's sort of, you know, you, you, you're seeing the forest behind the trees all the time. So you see the whole person and you address the whole person needs and, and functional status and, and whatever the really kind of a goal-oriented uh, treatment plan where the patient's goals are, you know, prioritized. Right, uh, so right. I, I, I really, I'm kind of having a hard time to be very clear here, honestly, you know. Yeah, and I get it. I get I'm it. also careful because I don't want to leave anybody out there feeling like, <laughs> oh, Dr. Dolgan does not believe in holistic medicine. He thinks it's standard medicine. No, of course it's not. I mean, you know, if you look at who's calling themselves holistic providers, you know, those are usually providers that are practicing some form of, you know, integrative modality or formally called complementary modality. Uh, You know, tough. It's a tough one. So, again, I think (laughs) the definition is to simple summarize it. It's just when you look at the person as a whole and you're not afraid of taking um, modalities that are typically not would be would not be considered a standard of care, and you utilize those tools to address the whole health, not just the disease. Okay, I think that works. I, I think that's that's about as the uh, best definition we're going to be able to come up with. So, uh, again, fascinating topic. Let's let's end this way, Doctor Kogan. Let's like speaking to the audience, the listening audience. What would you like them to know about integrative medicine? I think what I would say probably most important is, you know, two things. So one, don't immediately jump to the utilization of a potentially side effect prone modalities and tools. You know, think carefully, you know, is there some kind of a much less medical approach that I can safely engage to try to address whatever is going on? You know, if I'm having a cold, do I need to take this antibiotics or I might better take vitamin C, which is a most likely placebo, but it will take time and I'll get better anyway, and I won't take the antibiotics. So 
kind of slow your thinking down and think in terms of holistic way of addressing the problem, which will help you, generally speaking, I think, to stay healthier simply because you're going to have less utilization of possibly side effects prone treatments for simple conditions. You know, and I think second is find a provider that you can trust. And quite often, uh, your own primary care provider will have a good network of people who they can tap onto on the needs that would call themselves holistic or integrative or whatever the term would be. You know, and I think because there's a, such a sea of providers and it's really hard to figure out who is who and quite often this field is quite, you know, pretty much out of pocket. And so even they may not be very expensive, but, you know, for a lot of patients, yeah, it's, a, it's a lot of money. And so uh, find a good referral, create a network and have a team where you that you can use on a regular basis as needed or, or you know, in combination with your primary care doctor. Well, Dr. Kogan, I think that was a great summary of it all, and I want to thank you for the work that you're doing, and thank you for coming on the show today. You're listening to GW Medical Faculty Associates Podcast. For more information, go to gwdocs.com. That's gwdocs.com. I'm Dr. Mike Smith. Thanks for listening.